And welcome to the Men Up Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Christian Shabu. Drew Chin. Will Van Dyke. Lamar Wamble. And together we are four guys forging a friendship of accountability, love, and action. A bond that we hope goes beyond this moment and we are inviting y'all in. So thank you for joining us for the 10th episode here of the Men Up Podcast Season 1. Really excited to have you all with us. We've got one more episode before Season 1 is officially wrapped. And today's episode is focused on building your crew, your inner circle. But before we get to that, we like to start with a warm-up, which is a question that's equal parts fun and focused to get us ready for the game ahead. We like to think of it as a layup line for our mind. So gentlemen, here is our question. What is one of your favorite crews in pop culture? You can think sports, you can think movies, you can think in another arena, but what is one of your favorite crews? Rat Pack 2.0, so not Old Blue Eyes, but um, Clooney, Pitt, The Ocean's Crew. Love them. All three movies, big fan. Might even drop a couple Ocean's Eleven's quotes today. I like it. Ocean's Crew. That's a, that's a squad. That's a squad. That was the squad I was going to go with is like just how well built that squad is like the, the different strengths that each person brings the, the charisma each person brings. Uh, it's just really powerful. So, so Drew, I'm right there with you. The oceans 11 crew. That's my, that's my crew. That's who I'm riding with Lamar. What do you got? Something just came to me and I was like, it's so appropriate and relevant to all of us, but I got to go with the Saved by the Bell crew. Did not see that coming. All right. Saved by the Bell, baby. Yeah, man. So influential for us. They mirrored, you know, what high school and middle school life was when we were in that. How they bounced off each other. I think about how they support each other, how they struggle with each other. Um, it was it was cool. And I think everyone has a Saved by the Bell quote reference in their mind at some point in time. So shout out to Zach Morris. Shout out to Kelly Kapowski, Lisa Turtle, Screech Powers, AC Slater. And Principal Belding. Richard Belding. Great story about Richard Belding. That dude, uh, he would hang out at the bar uh, that was in Burbank near where like Ithaca College sent their students. They had student housing in LA and he would always be there. And so like every one of my friends who spent time in LA, that was like the thing that you like checked off your you know bucket list while you're in LA was to go to the bar get a picture with Richard Belding and uh and that was it like that was that was the moment for them <laughs> like it was like all right we did it what is a crew that's one of your favorite two and they're roughly the same time frame the first was and this is this is funny because like when we were writing this down prepping for this I, it was not my a, a first thought but it actually like made so much sense to me is the fab five the original fab five michigan hell yeah definitely they had such cultural relevance for me growing up and then the other one really probably my number one seed teenage mutant ninja turtles whoa <laughs> good Turtles, man i loved them growing up and that's the squad the, right there the dynamics the definitely you know, the 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 moral fortitude that they all had it was all of it it was great who's who of the ninja turtles say it now or say it later and this crew 
Oh man! Wow, this is tough. This should be some hurt feelings. Well, because somebody's got to be Michelangelo. Right? No, I'm like, I think I'm Michelangelo. No, Lamar's okay. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. We can all agree on that. That's clear. I identified typically as Leonardo, and then Lamar is going to say Michelangelo. Drew is going to say Donatello, and Shibuya Raphael. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, like, like Will, Will's Raphael for sure. It was either you or me. Because right. Lamar and Drew are not Raphael. <laughs> yeah, <definitely> <laughs> Yes, I have to be Raph because you're more the leader of the group. Yeah, yeah. I can see you're yeah, definitely Raphael. That's so funny. Let's just talk about that the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it, what right? Qualities are linked to ninja turtles that you possess. We like to warm up every week with a pep talk. So pep talk here is all about getting us inspired, motivated, focused for the conversation ahead. And Will, this week you have the pep talk. So Take it away. Pulled up a couple of quotes from sort of the original inspiration for this crew getting together, which was the Bulls and their leader um, during most of the last dance, which was uh, Phil Jackson. Um, Two particular quotes that I pulled out of a long list of quotes. The first was, the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. But caveat all of that too though with the bigger your head the easier to fill your shoes so like making sure that not any one member gets too big for the britches and you know forgets that it is a crew it's a it's a team my last year as a camp counselor i was a mountain bike director and we used to do these olympics uh at the end of each uh like during one of the sessions during the summer and one of the, the um, I was struggling to figure out what type of event for mountain biking because it, all of it just, it's so individualized and it's so competitive that like, if you were just going to have kids race and they were just going to say, who's the fastest member from each cabin, that wasn't, that was just going to elevate that one person from that cabin. And it wasn't going to actually foster team building or development or anything like that. So what I did was, I, I gave uh, the, the person, you know, essentially I gave two people walkie talkies within the, each camp and they all got bikes and they and mapped out a course. And the, the goal was to f- complete the course as a, as a group, as a cabin or as a, as a, you know, each individual team. So they had to communicate both from the front and the back so that they were navigating the whole way through. And then, and then the whole cabin was sort of, you know, timed and then given their prizes off of that. What it actually ended up happening was I thought for sure there was going to be some cabins that where the, just one kid just took off and they just never communicated. But there was so much communication because I had a th- three way, I, I had another one with me. And the whole time it was like encouragement and like teamwork and like hey here's a particularly tricky part maybe this the person in the back should go first and then we all follow on so that they can get out ahead and it was just like strat it was one of the i think best moments i think that i've ever orchestrated in terms of like leadership and so you know i've, I've been trying to chase a moment like that i think in terms of leadership and trans- in terms of developing teams and those sort of things my whole life you already started to lead us down this path will around identifying the crews in our life. You can think about this as the team that you're most often around. You can think about it as your inner circle. But I think it's interesting for us to start off with how do we actually build 
our crews or our inner circles, right? And I actually want to start off with the story of this team, at least from my perspective. So we're in episode 10 here of the Men Up podcast in season one. But before that, we had another podcast series that we did. As Will, you mentioned, it was all around Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls based off of The Last Dance, which we called 23 and We. And going into that project, I had been thinking about wanting to just bring a team together. I was finding myself in the midst of this pandemic, uh, not having a team or an inner circle that I was connecting with regularly. And particularly for me, it's around creating things with the team and the inner circle. And so when I started to think about, well, who's the team that I would want to work with, right? That I'd want to be in collaboration with and in community with around some sort of common goal. You three guys were the first that came up, right? And so I started to think about, well, what what was it about the three of you back then that it was like, I, I really want to work with these guys. And I think that it would be really good. I think that we'd actually be a great team or a great inner circle or crew. And two things stick out to me. Is number one, uh, I think that all of you, uh, at least from my perspective, uh, one, you're guys that I love, uh, but also like- we're Say it louder. You are guys that I love. Was that loud enough? I don't want to get too far on the mic like this. <laughs> ASMR. Um, but you're guys that I love. and you have shown that love to me, right? So I had that confidence that like, you would probably say yes to just trying a thing out, which we've talked about on the podcast here. The other thing is that as I've known each one of you guys, whether it's for 30 years or it's for, you know, last eight or 10 years, is this idea, one, around values alignment somewhere. And the value that I could identify is this idea of having strong ideas and strong opinions, but having them loosely held. Right. And this is an idea that was brought to me. I stumbled upon it from another team that I work with, the Future Project back in the day. Shout out to Emma, Chris, Jess, Anjali, Vansia. Um, they were the ones that brought this to me. But it is such a powerful idea that like, you got to have strong opinions, strong ideas, be able to bring that to the team, but also be willing to walk away from if there's a better idea or if there's somebody with, with something uh, more resonant in the moment to lead with. And so I just wanted to start off by acknowledging y'all, acknowledging you, you will you, Lamar, you, Drew, for being this team, being along for this ride with season one, uh, but just acknowledge, like, for me, how this team came together. And I'd love to know from y'all, like, how have you built uh, the crew or the inner circle in your life that exists today, knowing that there were probably other iterations of it in the past? Like, how have you built what you've got today? You know, I, I kind of struggled when I was thinking about this because I was, I was maybe mixing friendship crews and working crews together and they, it might be a separate conversation as you talk about this working team for me i have resigned to the fact that like my friend crews are are for the most part different than like project building crews um because a lot of my friends don't necessarily have the same interests that i have when it comes to like businesses you know, starting projects, finishing projects. It's just, we just have different interests there. And so I think one thing for me that uh, I think you found in the four of us is that there is this want and need to do, um, to like explore and try things and, and get into some stuff. Um, and I know for me, like trying to find that commonality amongst uh, friends is, is difficult for to do anything, to be honest. Like, even to agree, we were talking about in the, in the last episode we filmed, um, recorded about trips. Like it's even hard to get a group of people to pick a place to go. More or less like start a business, more or less start a project together. You know what I mean? So 
it's 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 challenging to to kind of like bring business and working environments into friendships uh and then try to bring friends into working in business environments it's you know really interesting unique unique space yeah i appreciate you saying that lamar because i think i think they can be different i think that's okay i think back to what shabu said and you talk about this a lot lamar it's values and alignment and the, the hard thing is i think teams crews things become there those are unspoken usually up front and people figure it out later and you can go both ways I will say being more intentional about my values and it has helped me build teams and helped me build crews or it has helped me say yes to teams and crews that I want to be a part of you know using our crew as an example it was a value of to do this podcast like I want society to do better I want men to do better there's there's a level up there and I want to be a part of that conversation so I think the main thing here that I would offer to everyone is what are you being deliberate about or intentional about informing your crew? I've talked about this many, many times, certainly on this podcast about how, you know, coming, certainly coming onto this crew, I didn't have any expectations necessarily in terms of like where I fit into the mix or anything like that. Just something that I wanted to, do and and wanted to see where it went and then you know sort of what drew was just saying was like i just kind of wanted to see where it all netted out essentially and we'd sort of all figure it out i didn't take any in any consideration the personalities that was that we were necessarily getting into and i think a lot of what i end up doing now particularly in my crews with the exception of work is i don't necessarily take personality into account when assessing friendship crews um, work is different. You, you you want a good mix and you want to make sure that um, people can do the job that you're asking them to do, but then also that you're, you know, uh, taking into account, you know, how they'll, you know, mesh with the rest of the team and, and all that sort of thing as well. So there, there's a lot of intentionality too, like Drew was saying, particularly in work. But for for me and friends and stuff like that, it's just like, are you going to be there when I text or call you are you gonna be somebody that i want to spend time with and hang out with well you brought up you know knowing that those people will be there right the friends that you know will be there you call them whatever time of the day or night right and what was interesting also going into this project was that for me each one of you guys are those people like you're you're people that from my perspective, barring anything really terrible happening between any one of us directly. Like I see you as guys that like, I'm going to rock with the rest of my life, right? I'm going to, you know, make those calls too, if I need them or like ask for feedback and things like that. And one of the things that struck me early on in this pandemic time was maybe it was because of having a little bit more isolation time or just like where I'm at in my own life assessing, you know, where am I, where am I going was this idea of like, wait, there are these guys and there are these people in my life that have never met each other that I hold in incredibly high regard and is the only time they're going to actually meet if I get married or if I have a kid or things like that. Is that the only time? And, and when I had that realization, I was like, hold on. Like, I, I feel like the, these people need to connect in some way. And so it just so happened that there was a creative project. Right. But, but that was, that was a thing that I couldn't believe that I had avoided in a lot of my life that like these people that I really care about that are my crew, my crew had actually never met each other. You know what's powerful about that though is Shabu had a purpose in mind 
right? And even if it was like, I just want these three people that are I hold near and dear to me, like to meet, like he accomplished it. And I know he named that up front with me. I assume he did with you two as well. Now he had a creative project in mind, but I remember him saying like, he's like, I'm going to talk to you guys about the last dance anyways. So why don't we, why don't we record, you know, like rather than do one, three separate calls, three separate texts, let's just do it together. And I just think naming the purpose is so important because despite the values and all that, like if people are not clear on the purpose, there's going to be unalignment, disalignment, you know, and often that's probably where like the confrontations come when like we pull apart from the purpose and, and that's okay to reevaluate, reassess, like, Hey, are we still following the same purpose? But if we're not cool, then have that conversation and like crews can reform. And I think one thing that I've always found so fascinating, and this is back from like grad school, but um, you know, it's, it's Tuckman's theory of just, it's forming, storming, norming, performing and adjoining. And, like they added that fifth phase of adjourning because sometimes things need to end in order to reform new ones. And that's okay. And that's, that's not just in working crews. That's like friendship crews as well. This is where I get so much value out of these conversations because you guys have like true book smarts about some of this stuff. I was just sitting here in my head. I was like, huh, I think the only role that I really think that comes out of it is like the facilitator, right? There needs to be one point guard. And then as soon as there's a point guard, then it just sort of keeps the flow going. It's like, a, you know, I was just drawing basketball references. And then you're like, well, actually, there's a whole book with a whole structure <laughs> and a pyramid. And it's a Ron Swanson's pyramid of excellence. <laughs> and it's just, I'm like, uh, this is where I go to school now because there's, there's structure and there's, there's uh, a canvas for which we can, you know, actually analyze this stuff on, which is fantastic because I, I definitely operate, you know, well under those, but this is, this is, this is great education for me as well. And why you guys are like, I'm, I'm always thankful and grateful for those moments where I'm like, Oh, I got to, Put that in the notes, in the show notes, please. <laughs> Put it in the notes. Um, well, you're surfacing something really powerful, Will, right? Which I think like with a great crew or an inner circle or a team is that you're leveling each other up, right? It's, it's, right. Not, it's not just the, you know, the sum of all the parts coming together, but rather coming together and then also finding a way to level each other up powerfully. When we were prepping for this conversation, the team or teams I kept coming back to or the person... I admire a lot. We talked a lot about this person with 23andWe uh, and talk a lot about in general. Lamar will always find a way to bring him up uh, at least once an episode is LeBron James, right? And you think about the teams that this person who we know through basketball um, has brought together that have had such an impact in our culture, whether it's business, uh, whether it's players, we talk about like the player empowerment error that is a direct result of teams LeBron has brought together. You talk about like social influence within uh, the NBA. You think about the banana boat guys. You think about Chris Paul. You think about Carmelo Anthony. You think about Dwayne Wade. You think about LeBron, right? Like that is a like this person has brought together such powerful teams over and over and had such a impact on a sport and also on a society. And so I wonder, are there any other elements that we can identify, whether it's from examples 
from LeBron or in our own lives of like what makes a powerful crew or inner circle? I'll name two. So one comes from a previous podcast we talked about. I think it was the uh, the body image. Like I call it guardrails, but I think we should call it like the don't go there's. You know, like that needs to be discussed, I think. You know, and, and what happens if you do go there? Because if you go there, I'm going to come at you kind of thing. On the flip side, like I think it also needs to be named like what are we celebrating? You know, and, and not just like birthdays, but like we celebrate on this team, you know, if someone gets a run done and they felt great, like we celebrate that and we do it through text thread, right? We celebrate the president-elect's victory, you know, and like that that's something that's been a little bit more unspoken, I think, and you can find your way, but I think it's even more powerful when you know, like, this is, this is how we roll. You know, this is, we don't do that, but we will do this. And there's a lot of gray in between a lot of room for you to kind of grow within that. Shabu, to your point about bringing us together, I think so many things could have not worked. You know, like it's not easy to bring people from different backgrounds, different experiences to one place under shared purpose will probably experience this is how it works, trying to figure out how to do that daily, right? It could, so many things could have went the other direction and this went um, in the right direction. But I think that recognizing that not every crew is going to be like this and that's okay, right? Not every, like you don't have to bring, some people just aren't necessarily going to mesh in certain instances. And so recognizing that you know, it's not always going to work. I don't want to put a negative co- like tone on this conversation, but it does feel very like bring your squad together, you know, get your super team. And the reality, I think of some of that is like, just not always that. Um, and I know sometimes like I intentionally keep people separate in my life. Cause I'm like, yeah, this just ain't going to go well if we bring these people together. Um, and so recognizing that that's okay to do sometimes. And also, may be called for and um, inside of the crews that you do have is holding people accountable for what you want the dynamics to be inside the group. Trying to hold each group accountable to the standard of just being in excellence and uh, conversation and words, words and verbiage and what they say and what they don't say. Trying to do that is, is hard, but also like a requirement if you want people to level up. Well, I think one of the things you presence, Lamar, right, is there's a distinction between knowing who your crew or inner circle is, right, and bringing them together, right? It doesn't necessarily mean because it's your, it's your crew, it's your team, right, that you're surrounding yourself with. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to bring them together. In this right. case, you know, you all were incredibly open um, and willing to say yes and try a thing and willing to, on some end, right, fail, right? Like, you got to be okay with failure in order to, like, opt into a thing that is, like, so uncertain. As we're uh, wrapping up here, I wonder, thinking about each one of you, right? Like identifying who are the people that you have in your crew or your inner circle, right? Like maybe they've come together, maybe they haven't, right? But like, what is, knowing who you are, what is one role or one person you know you need and already have perhaps in your crew that is, that is really important for you if you're going to move forward powerfully? Mine is always somebody to hold me accountable, I guess is the right way. But like, motivate also a little bit I, I'm uh, a lot of times I, I've, I've described myself as a mimic in 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 the past where like if you're modeling good behavior then I'm gonna model it too 
type of thing. And so I read, you know, I try to read the room. I try to, you know, follow the dynamics to a certain extent. And um, it's probably why I'm also not Leonardo. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, I, I think that having that good sort of model, you know, always present for me is, is what helps inside of it. It's a good thing that, you know, particularly for this crew, there's, there's three of y'all. And, and, and here I'm already stealing a, a line that Shabu always says y'all, but, um, <laughs> but, but there's three, you know, there's three people who, uh, who, uh, exhibit good sound judgment, good behavior, you know, nine times out of 10. And so there's a lot of good modeling going on. And I think that that's always helpful, you know, in, in the crew dynamics is like, you, you can have a wild card, you can have one of those, but as, as long as that person also can just sort of like, it's like, Oh, this is going to sound terrible, I guess, but it's, the, it's to bring it back to the last dance thing. It's the Dennis Rodman syndrome, right? You can let Dennis Rodman go off and do whatever he does. But if everybody else is modeling good behavior, as soon as Dennis Rodman gets back in the locker room, he, he puts on his Jersey, he puts on his game face and goes to work. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, uh, not to, to say that I'm Dennis Rodman in this scenario, I guess, but like, that that's what's helpful most for me is to have that sort of like good model behavior. Yeah. I like that. I want to take that Raph. I'll take uh, your mimic. Cause I'm going to mimic you. You said on the last podcast something about creativity. So I need someone that's going to inspire my creativity or hold me accountable to be creative. And, and let me be clear, not that like I need to create something that's like awesome, but just the practice of creating something. Um, and I've definitely fallen off on that boat and fallen a little short. So that's something I'm looking to start processing, get some reps in. And then, so 2021 is a different story. You know, I seek out, I seek out coaching and support when I need it. Uh, so it might be just uh, one-off stuff that I go get support and help with. I can say that what I'm grateful for um, is having a partner who, she doesn't intentionally challenge me, but she, by being who she is, challenges me to be somebody different or to grow, to make an adjustment, to change. Um, and so I feel, I think maybe five, seven years ago, people would call me stubborn or kind of like absolute about my opinions and what I thought and, you know, my unwillingness to be wrong. Maybe. I, I don't know if I ever believed that about myself, but I think more than one person would, would have said that. Um, and I just think that my partners helped push me in a place where I am kind of living in the gray and I'm grateful for that. But also as a journey of self-discovery, knowing that most of our lives live in the gray and it's very hard to be black and white. So even Will, when you're like, you know, I'm modeling the behavior that I see, th that just means go back to what Shubu was talking about at the very beginning is that like, yeah, you have your opinion, but you're flexible. And that is, that's just how life is. You have to be that way. Even though it may seem like we give a lot of credence and uh, recognition to people that like draw, draw their line in the sand and say, this is where I'm at. You know, I, I just don't fundamentally really believe in being that way. So um, then it comes down to like, well, who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? 
for me, it is having somebody, whether it is a partner to your point, Lamar, or somebody on a team and a crew, somebody that's willing to be a, a sounding board, if you will, right? Willing to allow me to like talk, air things out, right? Whatever. But then like ask some probing questions, right? And, and maybe they're poking holes in, in what I'm saying or, or my logic or something like that's cool. But like, it's more just like somebody who's really intentionally listening because more often than not, like it's one or two questions that somebody can ask a really well-placed question that just unlocks a whole new thing or a whole new perspective for me. And like, I know for me and a team or the inner circle that I have, like that is so valuable. And fortunately, uh, I mean, I think all y'all have done that for me. We also have two people that like professionally do that in their coaching. So uh, great job guys. Um, thank you all. Uh, so much for having this conversation, for taking a moment uh, to reflect uh, on this past year together as a crew, right? That's a good time for us to identify our beginnings and our foundation as we wrap up season one here, and we're going to be moving into season two. Before we can do any of that, we want to make sure uh, that we are always offering the resources, ideas, and people that are continuing to inspire and motivate us in the level up. So you know what time it is, folks. It is time for the outlet pass. Drew, I want to pass it over to you first. What do you got? I'm going to give a shout out to um, Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast, but specifically the latest episode. It's um, Brene with Priya Parker on The Art of Gathering. Priya Parker's book, The Art of Gathering, let's just read quickly from her book page. It's a bold new approach on how to gather that will transform the ways we spend our time together at work, at home, in communities, and beyond. And the reason I, I plug this is crews and teams at the end of the day have an awful lot of gatherings. So her whole point is like, again, what's the purpose? And if you are quote unquote, the leader, or she calls it the host, you need to have some invisible structure. Otherwise the gathering sucks, number one. And as we all know, if there's a lot of sucky gatherings, then things just fall apart. Like a crew could fall apart. Talking about, you know, how do you occasion spaces, particularly online, since we've had to do that so much in the last year. And I think about uh, the Men Up Sunday sessions, community sessions, which obviously beyond the podcast here, we do other things with Men Up. So if you're interested in joining these community sessions, you can directly message me and we can get you in there. Uh, but I actually want to highlight uh, some of the young people that are a part of that community, have been a part of it for three years, and that they're the ones that actually occasion this, this space for community sessions online. And like one, advocated for it that we needed to do it, but two, are the ones that really sh shaped it, right? And, and so I think it was really powerful um, for us to have these sessions and I invite you all in as a, as a resource, as a time to connect with one another, but also I want to shout them up because uh, they're the ones that have really created during this time of challenge to bring us together uh, as a team and make sure we're cultivating community with men up beyond just the podcast. I'm going to use a reference that we've made, I think in the last two episodes, just about Parks and Rec and what, where it actually led me to was the showrunner was this guy named Michael Schur. And one of the things that uh, I found uh, interesting was, you know, he, he's done interviews in the past about building good casts and, and the dynamics of, of building a good cast. And, and in that, you're evaluating the role dynamics and those sort of things as well. And I think that there's a lot that just us in general, one is, you know, team builders or, you know, friend builders and that sort of thing. Because he, he, he also talks about how, all of his shows and casts are also built on like just real life experiences. And so like everything down from the writer's room to the cast to everything has to interplay sort of in all of that. And I think there's like, you know, threads that we can weave through building all this sort of thing. So taking a, a relatively serious tone, there's a great uh, ringer, ringer interview with, uh, with Michael Schur about um, just sort of 
the dynamics that that interplay into building those characters and building the cast and making sure that the writers' rooms are diverse and all those kind of things that you're, that you're pointing all that really speaks to, you know, just sort of why it all works uh, as well as it does because he's had a huge successful run from The Office to Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Good Place. Like he's got three other shows in development, like and all of them inter, you know, just hold that same thing where it's just, you know it's it's play characters you know you, but but i think it, it matters because again the infrastructure the real people writing it behind the scenes it all matters so before we wrap up episode 10 here we want to make sure that we pause for what we've gotten wrong we know that whether it's within this episode, other episodes, or in real life, that we're going to make mistakes, we're going to overstep, we're going to not always practice what we preach. And so we know that we're not experts, but we are committed to progress and integrity as a team. And so it is time for Call Our Own Fouls. Drew, I know you have one that you want to bring to the group today. So what do you got? Yeah, I appreciate that. So this comes from um, episode nine. And honestly, I don't even know if I'll make it because it can be edited out. But at the end, Shabu asked us if we're going to go take a trip somewhere. And I said, I want to go visit a certain best friend in New Haven. And he said, Hey, is that certain best friend me? And I joked and I said, no, like, of course it is you idiot. And look, the moment caught me up, but what's important I think is to role model. So like, I'm sorry, like the idiot part is not needed. What the audience doesn't know is like Shabu is my best friend. He's my ride or die. He's like my brother. So it is like, that's a whole point of the trip. So I didn't need the idiot piece. And so I'm sorry about that, Shabu. No worries, Drew. It's funny that you bring that up and, and you brought out that it could be edited out, right? Because that's actually uh, my call your own foul, which is, you know, when you come together as a team, that in and of itself can often be challenging. Lamar, you brought that up earlier, that it doesn't always work when you bring teams together. It can often be harder when you're bringing a team together of people who it's not just you're creating a thing together, but they actually have significance in your life. They're a best friend. They're a family member, right? Um, there is often conventional wisdom out there that says like, oh, you shouldn't work with your, your friends or family members, which uh, I have never ascribed to, but I know that some people do. Uh, and because I think that sometimes the, it can be challenging, right? Because you're mixing a lot of dynamics in. And one of the things uh, that I want to call out is early on in this creative process, one of the things I didn't talk to y'all about is that when we edit these podcasts, because right now I end up being the editor, the producer on them, there are likely things that are going to get cut out, right? And, and that was a thing, an assumption um, that I made, an unspoken thing that I just assume that y'all probably acknowledge, recognize, and know. But that should have been something that I made explicit because the reality is that we spend hours recording these episodes and then I end up editing them down to 30 or 40 minutes. And it means that there is perhaps something that you said or that somebody else said that we found value in that gets edited out. And so uh, I just want to acknowledge that, acknowledge that's part of the process, sort of pull the curtain uh, back a little bit for the audience to understand what it takes to pull these things together, but also uh, just acknowledge that I didn't bring that up with y'all when we started 23andWe and even now with the Men Up podcast. And so for that, I'm sorry. All right, y'all, that is it for today's episode, episode 10. We have one more left in season one of the Men Up podcast. And so we appreciate y'all for joining us. And if you liked what you heard, if you're leaving with a level up, please subscribe, review so that we can all thrive. You can find us every week on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And until next time, we are the four guys looking forward. And this is the Men Up podcast.